You're listening to a DM podcast. We are underway. G'day, guys. Welcome to Talking League. We are a weekly NRL fantasy podcast. I'm your host, TK, and I'm here with Andy. You. How we going, boys? Okay. And also, Corby. Hello, lads. Good to see you both. Now, boys, we're going to be continuing our uh, team previews and a, a really good one because last couple of episodes we had to agree because a lot of top four sort of things. But you boys excited about today's today's team? I think we might have some uh, differences here. Yeah. Corby? Yeah, this is a little soft spot for me living up near these guys. So, or yeah, should I say Sir, Sir Corby? All right. Sir let's TK. play the team song because I don't know about this one. For the red and the blue till the end we will fight singing long. Newcastle I'm actually a little bit disappointed because I try to find that, you know, that Newcastle, Newcastle. <laughs> I thought that one was better. I just couldn't find it. I feel like I should be around a fire with a guitar there. That's, that's all right. Corbs, There's a see. car yard ad up here that Newcastle, Newcastle. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> that's, some good, that's some good PR there. Have you even got coronavirus up there? Or are you guys nah, still doing SARS? Nah, we're clean up here. Salt water, the beaches. We're good. <laughs> the science one. <laughs> All right, on today's episode, Newcastle Knights assistant coach Willie Peters, he'll be joining us for a few insights into the team. Before we get to that, please head over to social media for daily player and team analysis. You'll find us on Facebook and Instagram at Talking League Pod and Twitter at Talking League One. Thank you to everyone that's left a review as of late on Apple Podcasts. If you can continue to do that and share the show with your family and friends, that is much appreciated. The Talking League Fantasy and Tipping Comps, that's open now. So it's $500 cash price for first place. It is free to enter. So invite your family and friends. Just head over to TalkingLeaguePod.com or more details will be in the info in the episode notes of today's podcast. All right, guys, let's rip in first and uh, have a chat with Willie Peters. All right, guys, joining me on the line is Newcastle Knights assistant coach, Willie Peters. Welcome to the podcast, Willie. Thanks, TK. Good to be here, mate. Yeah, good to catch up, mate. So first things first, you just come off the, the Tamworth camp, and we're just having a bit of a giggle there that it's actually raining now in Newcastle, but nice and hot up in Tamworth. Tell me a little bit about camp, mate. Yeah, it was hot, mate. It was, uh, it was an enjoyable camp. The boys probably thought they were going to go to an army camp or something like that. We we promised them it was going to be a football camp. We stuck to that. And I think um, every night they were sort of expecting to get up you know, midnight and, and things like that. But uh, maybe it was a footy camp and, and we got a lot out of it. Um, you know, style, the way we want to play, you know, trademark, sort of who we are, who we want to be this season. So it was a uh, constructive camp. Will, how did the, because you've got two young English guys, Dom Young and Bailey Hodson. How did the boys handle the, the you know, the hot? I don't think they're used to that, mate. Yeah, they, mate, to be honest, they, uh, they haven't complained at all, which is, which is good. But, uh, mate, to go from, you know, over in England, with the weather conditions to over here, obviously it'd be difficult. So, mate, they'll, I'm sure they'll happier today in the wet. Mate, Dom Young looks like a young Jamal Idris. He's a big boy. What can you tell me a yeah, little bit about Dommy? Mate, he's a big human. He's a big boy. So, I think um, Dom is one of those young fellas, mate. He's sort of feeling his way in. But once he once he settles in, mate, he's, I think he's going to be a player. He's a big body, um, you know, runs the ball hard. Uh, but obviously just... You know, adapting to, to the, the style over here, mate, it's pretty fast pace and you can't have a, a breath, a breath, a breath, sorry, um, otherwise you get found out. So 
mate, just a little effort areas and things like that he needs to work on, but um, mate, definitely a player there. Good stuff. Now, now PC got injured in, in Tamworth. He should be right for round one, but we were just talking this morning a little bit about his understudies. It's it's Phoenix, right? Yeah, so this stage Phoenix is, um, is filled in for, for Junior, so Mitch has got um, you know just a minor injury there, but it's going to be good, good for uh, Phoenix now to step up and develop his game and show us what he can do. Yeah, definitely, mate. I saw Greeny on the TV yesterday talking up his chances of maybe a round one or two return. Is he being optimistic? Mate, with Greeny, he's been, uh, been like that from the start, mate. So I'll never say that he can't do something because, mate, he, uh, yeah, he's going really well at the moment. I'm not sure exactly, you know, what time frame that will be. But, uh, mate, we'd love to see him back around one or two. But, uh, you know, the main thing is to get his knee right and, it's a long season. We're going back to a full season, so you know, to get to get his knee right first and foremost, and you know once he comes back, he'll add a lot to our squad. Yeah, Willie, when he when he joined halfway through last year, I, I thought he added a lot to your squad. He really freed up Kalen. Is that kind of the plans when he's back to kind of slot him right next to PC again? Yeah, definitely. I mean, he he adds a lot of calmness, mate. He's been around for a long time now. He's played at a few clubs, obviously learnt. Hell of a lot down in Melbourne. Uh, went over to Manly and, and, and obviously the Warriors. But um, mate, he, he's a calming influence on the team and, and, and Jaden Braley will be as well. So mm. both those guys are going to help uh, throughout Mitchell and, and, and KP. And you know we'll see the best out of KP and Mitchell because of, of what those other two are going to bring. Um, but there's no doubt our, our sort of striker are those two. I just mentioned there, KP and Mitchell. But um, Jaden and, 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 and Blake, you know, very level-headed, very calm, and, and they'll be... Um, you know, really helpful to um, to Kalen and Mitchell. Yeah, well, you just mentioned Jaden Braley, big fan from being my Sharkies, but really stoked to see him up there with you guys. How's his knee at the moment? Yeah, no, he's going really well, mate. Um, obviously, it's a tough year for him this year. Came up, you know, he, he hurt a lot, you know, in terms of uh, when he got injured. We won our first two games, um, going really well. Our attack was sort of starting to get a bit of flow about it, you know, from that second game. Uh, and then he got injured, so. He was a big loss for us. As I said, mate, he was a real calming influence uh, for Mitchell. Uh, you know, if he saw something one way, he'd, he'd take the, the opportunity where a younger hooker coming in, Mitchell being a, a dominant player, probably call the footy and get it when, it, when, when he's not in space or he shouldn't be getting the ball where, where Jaden, you know, a bit more experienced, looks up, sort of plays numbers, you know, plays his eyes a little bit you know, better than uh, the younger guys coming in. So he helped, um, he helped Mitchell in the, say, the first two games and, He'll do that again um, you know, when he comes back this year. Yeah, he must be really impressing <laughs> off the field, mate, to be named in a really cool leadership group, mate. What's In terms of Jaden, what's the probably most noticeable trait and kinds of what he brings to that team in terms of leadership? For me, mate, he, he's just a great quality person. He's a top person. Um, mm. You know, he's honest, trustworthy. So all the values that you want from the, you know, a person in your squad he brings. Yep. Um, and, and mate, you know, obviously, like I said before, his calmness and and what he brings on the field. But, you know, he'll develop into a really good leader. So, you know, he's part of that, that development uh, or that, that leadership squad this year. But there's no doubt he'll be one of the leaders of our club for a very long time. And uh, as I say, mate, the, the main quality for, for Jaden is the, the quality person that he is. Um, and he's just a good footballer. Yeah, Mitch Barnett, we all see his work ethic on the field. Another really impressive guy in the leadership group. What can you tell us a little bit about, same thing, leadership traits that he brings? Yeah, for Barney, mate, it's more around his actions. Obviously, a very physical player. Um, you know, brutal the way he, way he defends and runs the footy. So he leads with his actions, and you know that's that's pretty much what you want from your leaders. That they need to, to lead with their actions uh, more so than their mouth. So that's what he'll bring, mate. Um, but 
yeah, you know, he, he's wanted to uh, to grow as a leader, and it's a really good opportunity for him to do that. Uh, there's no doubt as well, mate. We'll, we'll see, you know, him being one of our leaders for, for a long time as well. Yeah, Willie, since he switched into the middle, mate, he's gone to another level. Did you guys expect him to really grow that quickly in the middle? But he's the type of player that, yeah, you could put him on an edge or in the middle and he'll do just as, you know, he'll play uh, a dominant role in, in both positions. So that's the beauty now of having him, you know, he, he got our uh, player of the year a couple of years ago, you know, mm. on an edge. Then we put him in the middle. He had an injury last year, but um, played some really good football at 13. So, yeah, we, we, we're, we're sort of lucky there in the sense that we can we can move him around and, and we know he'll do a job in, in both the edge and, and middle. Definitely. Now, with Kalen out for the first few weeks of the start of the season, obvious replacement in, in a good one in Tex Hoy. Just long term for, for Tex, how many different positions is he currently training in? At the moment, mate, he's training at fullback. Um, obviously, he's going to get first crack at that while Kalen's out. So that's, that's where he's at at the moment. Um, but there's no doubt, mate, he, he can play six as well. So yeah. he'll put some pressure on, um, obviously, there's Greeny there, there's, there's, there's Kurtman, um, Phoenix, um, and then obviously Tex in that, in that role as well. So, um, mate, he, he's developing really well um, from where he was at last year, this point to, to now. He's, he's grown significantly, especially off the field. I think um, he's grown as a person as well. So, um, mate, no doubt he, you know, he, he's got a lot more development in him, um, but you know, he's definitely going in the right direction. Yeah, with Tex, he's a goal kicker too, yeah? Yeah, so him and uh, Mitch Barnett at the moment sort of you know, sharing the kicking and the big um, fella's going to have a kick. Okay. Yeah, like the mate. gets out, does he, does he drop goals before training, nails them, and then uh, if he misses it, he's unhappy for the session. If he gets them, then he's pumped. So hopefully we, uh, he'll, he'll kick a few for us this year. Yeah, but it is a big thing, especially at the where you guys are. You know, you've, you finished kind of around that seventh position, but you're right in that top four for a lot of the year. But those those key two-pointers, because Callan had a bit of an off year, and then obviously Mason Lino goes out the door. Is it is it long term that is Callan still going to be the kicker once he returns? Yeah, no doubt Callan will be the kicker. So, you know, he, he's working hard on that now. Um, you know, it's an area that he knows that, that he that he wants to be, wants to improve. So, he's working hard on that at the moment. But as you know, we've got a few sort of backup kickers, as I said before, Tex and, and Barney, and, um, who was sort of putting the hand up as well. But no doubt, um, yeah, KP will be our kicker. Yeah, Tyson Fazell, another great signing. I heard Adam speak the other day that you're probably going to be changing his role a little bit. He, we all know he was he was a little bit of a battering lamb last year. His actual attacking stats last year in terms of taking the, the ball and carries was, I think, a, a, a bit of a career year. Are you guys going to be changing his style a little bit this year? Yeah, so what, what we've seen um, from him at the moment, mate, he, you know, he's a lot more skillful than I thought. thought so... Um, we know what he can do with the ball when he runs hard. You know, his footwork on the line. You know, his drop plays when he comes comes under. Um, our halves, mate. So, so pretty much, mate. We, we, we've got a style that we want to play, and um, you know, the best the best way to use Tyson is is obviously free him up. So mm. you know, we're not going to lock him into to a certain certain way of doing things. Um, he's been around for a long time now, and one of the best back rowers in the game for many years. So. Um, obviously, getting him some some clean ball. Um, you know how that looks. You know we, we, we're working on. You know, until the season starts, but um, yeah, we'll definitely be freeing him up to um, to play play what he sees. Nice one. Now, mate, Connor Watson, very versatile. He can play a number of different positions. Firstly, how's his return from his Achilles? And then I've heard a number of different things, like he might be playing lock, hooker, all sorts of things. Where do you actually see Connor long term? Yeah, so so Connor played thirteen last year um, for us before he got injured. Then then obviously he went to hooker. Um, 
know, when, when he did get injured. So the best thing about Connor is his utility value. Yeah. Um, but obviously the game's changing now with the speed of the game, the six again, you know, the ball in play, that type of thing. So, you know, it's those little sort of 13s, I think, um, the old-style 13s are coming back. So there's no doubt that we'll see Connor at 13. Um, but as I say, mate, he can pop up at six, seven, you know, fullback, hooker. Um, but, yeah, so I think I think you'll see him in the middle of the field, mate, but also, um, you know, could, could play hooker and, and uh, back up for the halves as well. Perfect. Now, last question, just on the, the right centre role. You know, Tuala had a good crack at it last year. Shibazaki as well. Are they the two main contenders, or is there anyone else that might be surprising? Uh, yeah, so we've got obviously Bradman Best, um, Gamut, we've got Nari, there's uh, the staff at Tower that can, that can play centre, Heimel Hunt can play centre, um, obviously Dom Young is coming through. So, you know, we've got a little bit there now um, in terms of, you know, guys competing with each other, yep. which is good. Um, but yeah, so, so at the moment, you know, obviously, you know, that, those three that you mentioned before, um, yeah, you know, they're, they're sort of the the three sort of standout centers. If but you know we can use Star there and or Homer as well. Perfect, mate. Well, Willie, all the best this luck for season two thousand twenty one, and I appreciate the catch up, mate. Thanks, DK. Good to chat, mate. Guys, big three time. We've got Kalen Ponga eight hundred and four k. He's currently injured. Break even of sixty. He's pretty much been deserted at one percent. But let's kick things off with him, Corby. Tell me your value both uh, in classic and also draft. Oh, I'm looking at picking him up in both. There's talk that he's maybe back rounds one and two, so it's early days. And we've said it before, you don't win comps in February, March. Or March oh, I don't know how to win comps, so I can <laughs> tell you, mate. Um, yeah, I was looking back, 58 average. He had the two big 100 scores, so you know he, he was up there with Teddy. They were miles above every other wing fullback, a little bit cheaper. Kicks goals. Or the big thing, Green to also talk um, back rounds one and two. Two games that Green was at 5'8 on that left side. Mm. There was one injury, but two games, Ponga had an 80 average. Mm. And I, I like, he's more of a ball distributor than Kurt Mann. Mann loves to run it, mm. almost crab-like at times. Yeah, and even from and, w- what Willie's saying, I'm getting the impression that Blake Green's going to play 5'8 as soon as he he's ready. Like he wants to, yeah. Yeah. Is that how you're, you're kind of seeing that, Corby? Yeah, and like if he seems to straighten up the attack and just ball distribute out to that left edge, there's some power and strike out there in best. Fitzgibbon, Ponga, um, he's sort of almost a poor man's cronk mm. green. And he also very similar, and he doesn't score well in fantasy, well, but he's, he's good for yeah. those outside him. He's a team player. But the thing was, for me, having Kalen last year, but this could improve. You've kind of nearly won me over, Josh. Yeah, just then. <laughs> because I was looking, the emotions I had with Kalen last year, the high of 108 against the Sharkies killing my team, but the low against 17, I, th- I think that was at Brookvale. There was one, remember that game, guys, when he was at Brookvale? He literally did nothing the entire game. Went missing, eh? He went missing the entire game, was not interested at all. Happened about three or four times in the he actual did. season, and it just got me right off him. But if Blake Green's in, I might get Kalen Ponga. Andy. Oh, look, if, if these rumours are true, comes back a little bit earlier, uh, I think it'd be in a more, more, lot more teams than what he is now. But uh, I just he did 100, and it's those missing games that sort of throw me. So yeah. I might I – might, I'm looking towards a Brimson or something, a little bit cheaper, and see how he goes. He's coming off a shoulder injury. It can't be that easy to come in and go straight, to, straight back to playing high-score football. So yeah. I'm going to wait on Ponga. Um, Possibly get a pick up a Tex Hoy instead, just for that feeling. Mm. Uh, yeah, but for Actually, draft, stick on that, Andy. 
let's instead of we'll get back to other two in the big three, but sexy taxi. Mm. He's going to be the replacement. The coach has already said it. Confirmed, yeah. He's coming in at a really good price when at the moment at 314, break-even's really tiny at 23. It just depends on how many weeks he's in. But have you got a strategy for how if you want to use Tex and possibly bring in Callan after that? Yeah, so what, at fullback last year, Tex averaged 51.5 points. Mm. His break-even is, like you said, 27. Uh, if he scores 51.5, if he scores his average for the first three games – you make an easy 150000 cash. Mm. So if if he is the replacement and Ponga is out for three weeks, uh, you could either, like you said, the strategy of pick him up, sell him for I think it's four fifty, and then either you'd sell another player and then pick up Ponga and do a straight swap or wait a bit until Ponga maybe drops in price after he gets his shoulder 100% yeah. and then pick him up then. But Would you have – would you leave cap room – because Ponga's price pretty much isn't going to change. Would you keep five hundred grand? Is that is that too aggressive, Corby? Oh, no, I, I, yeah, I'm not going. I don't think he's out long enough. Like Ponga could be back round two, and then you just wasted a trade on Tex. When everyone's fit and back in the team, where's he fit? Is the utility? They've got Man and Watson. Yeah, their outside backs. There's a couple of young guys coming through that I think are going to be a lot better. Um, yeah, in attack and defence, and yeah, he, in the halves, again, yeah, I just don't see where he's going to fit in mm. apart from coming in for injuries. I'm not a fan of keeping money in your bank. If there's, it's invest, invest, invest. That's what it's all about. If you got money in there, it's not making anything. You want to get your cheapies that have a, a good potential of earning some slow burn cash. It's a lot better than having that 500k just in there doing nothing. Okay. No, I don't, like that. We don't trade, invest we, in terrible we, stocks. We trade stocks. <laughs> in terms of terrible stocks, let's move to our next one because we have got <laughs> I don't even know how to produ- like introduce this, but Mitchell Pierce, poor fella, six hundred and seventy one K, break even to fifty. Everyone's deserted him. Point three of one percent ownership. Everyone I know he's got injured at camp, but Will told me that he's all good. He's good for round one, but average of 50 last year. But he's, like I said, break-even's only 50. You know what? I love trading stocks. And I love it when they're <laughs> broken down. I'm going to back the man to shove it up everyone and just have a killer season. You you have similar thoughts, Andy. Yeah, I'm with you. Look, everyone says, oh, he's had off-field dramas. This isn't his first off-field drama. Like, he's experienced at it. He, he, he loves it. He's a veteran of off-field drama, so I think he'll, uh, he'll rise with adversity. Actually, if he didn't have drama, I wouldn't pick him. You've got to go through drama to be better. So, yeah, I, I think uh, uh, especially with Blake Green coming back and taking the pressure off him, he's got, and also losing the capacity, I think, helps him. Yeah. I think he less stress. He can just focus on football and delivering those solid fifty-five points for the only, Andy's team. The only thing I'm scared about before I bring Corbs in is when he played for his great. So there's three games they played with Blake Green, right? One of them he got Blake Green done his knee in the game, right? In that game he had to step up, so he got seventy-three. On the other two occasions when he had uh, Blake Green, thirty-eight and only thirty-six. So I'm a little bit cautious, but I'm going to back the man because. He's not doing well, and I want to show some support. Corby, I know you got something to say. You got a big smile on your face. No, I, I dived in a little bit more. He gets, he has all the kicking meters. He gets twenty points a game. Yeah. Kurt Mann has eighty kicking meters a game. He gets four points. Blake Green is known a bit more for his kicking. Kurt Mann wasn't. So I'm feeling that he could lose almost half of those. He could lose a lot of kicking meters. That could bring him down to around that forty. Can I'm we, not going 
anywhere near him. Okay. <laughs> Another, I think what we can do here is we can start with Mitchell, right? <clears throat> Excuse me. And as soon as Green is ready, oh, he's, we he's... do the switch. It's called a switch in stockbroking land. <laughs> so Kalen comes in, Green, like, because he's the Greeny boy, and then we drop Piercey out of the team. How about that strategy? Do we do a piece? So just say came, drop into a. We could. <laughs> we could do a, a double. In. Just say he comes back round three or four. But say both of them are both together at round four or five. How good that will be. The timing, and then Piercy. See you later, Piercy. I'm lo- off your wagon. I like mate. this. Uh, this trading sort of <laughs> element you brought to this very podcast. Do you have limited trades in the stock market, though? <laughs> <laughs> I actually, yeah, it's called your. Batch. I try to keep it like NRL fantasy, two a day, mate. <laughs> Not bad. I think that's the limit, isn't it? Two a week. Yeah. I think we're killing it right now. <laughs> I think we are. I can't even hit the button properly. That's how much. Yeah, we're killing <laughs> Maybe not your data skills. All right, boys. Let's go to the big boys. David Clemmer. So again, unloved. Ownership's only 0.6 of one percent right now. Seven thirty-two k break even of fifty-five. Corby, are you going to be taking? I know you've had him for the last couple of years. You're you backing him, man? Yeah, I think he's a really good option for that vice captain for draft. I don't know if he's going to be in my second pick, though, this year. He'd probably be third third tier, mm. but depending on who goes, he's safe. He's he's just that 50-odd safe bet. Um, probably not as damaging, just looking in a few of his stats, as 2018-2019. Uh, yeah. He got, he, uh, he got hurt a little bit by Seifert, Jacob Saifidi's emergence, mm. didn't he? Because once they had that third prop, he kind of lost a few minutes there. Yeah, he's just got that big, safe, backwards mm. um, hit up. Just <laughs> turns around. Yeah, definitely. Close, yeah. close your eyes and run. Any thoughts on Clem? Uh, he is a pick-and-stick player. Like, in your team, you need to have those consistent scorers so you can have those risky ones later or somewhere else. Yeah. Uh, but I think for that price of 732, I'd I'd rather go a, a Paulo or a Takiaho where I see a bit, a bit more potential for a cheaper price. Yeah, so, I agree. Uh, like, if you can fit him in and you, if you got – Risky players elsewhere, then yeah, sure, put him in as a consistent mm. scorer. But yeah, I think I'll look elsewhere. Yeah, he's on kind of my, my next list because I took Cam Murray because he's my boy. Mm. But <laughs> Mr. Arousal. Only because of the dual, <laughs> the dual positioning as well. So at this stage, Clem is right up there in my kind of top five guys. And if an injury does happen, I've got the cash. I will be have definitely mm. turning towards him. All right, Corby, your boy deserted the, the Dragons and he went to the better land like just you did. Tyson Frizzell, 742K, break even. Oh, he had a career year. He had a career stat year as well. Out of control. Best year he's ever had in fantasy, 55 points. Willie talked about, and before, you know, his coach as well has talked about them changing the style because he was a little bit of a battering ram, you know, doing those, you know, hit-ups in the middle, doing a it's lot a of defense. Course. They might change it up. We'll start with you, Andy. Do Are you a little bit concerned about his work rate changing? Yeah. To, one for what Willie Peters said, but another one for when he's at the Dragons, it seemed to be – the only two players that were doing anything, funny that they're the only two players that one, that one out, <laughs> is McInnes and Frizzell. So he was doing everything, like just taking the, all the those pod, runs. Cut and, the pod yeah. now. We're done. <laughs> he was smiling before, just for yeah, thank you. But I say he was sort of uh, relied upon at the Dragons. Come to Newcastle, there's a plethora of, yeah. of players that can score well. So I think he won't be as relied of, like you said, he won't be that player scoring and running all those lines and making those hit-ups, making those metres because he doesn't have to. He'll just do those plays where yeah. he can just be himself. I agree. Corby, thoughts? Yeah, the it's only an extra 40K for Madison who you know is going to produce those 
mid fifties, almost sixty scores. Yeah. So, but in right. draft, if he pops along and you haven't got a, a solid um, edge, yes. But uh, classic, or well, yeah, as I said, Maddo's only forty k more, and there's others that have got a bit more value. Definitely. We'll leave Tyson Frizzell for Justin Flack to pick up in the second round. <laughs> Shout out to Justin. No, not the 10th round. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, a stack of players that we've kind of – we've mentioned one of them. we start with him, Kurt Mann, last year, probably the, the pickup of, of fantasy, really, because he was cheap as chips, but grew because we were switching between that 5-8 running role and then also becoming a very pretty good hooker as well. So 690K, break even at 51. You hear Willie speaking about him. And again, versatility is the key. He might end, just end up in that 14 jersey. So for me, I've just got to avoid Andy. Yeah, he's an avoid for me. Too high. For 690, you can get a, uh, or Munster's, I think he's around the same close, price. Around right? the same price. So yeah, even cheaper, actually. I think he's 671. So yeah, so, bye bye. No, Kurt, no guaranteed spot. Kurt right? Mann is not the man for me. So. Agreed, Corby. Yeah, I, I actually see him maybe having to go to centre or. Not even making the team. Yeah. I don't know. How did that Once happen? Everyone's back. How did that happen? Well, yeah. also, yeah. it's Man or Watson, isn't it? Utility yeah. player. Yeah. All right, boys, let's move on. Mitch Barnett is an interesting one because Willie just did mention that he's goal kicking in practice as well. So it's going to be between him and Tex Hoy while, while uh, Callan's out. So very interesting there. Kind of both of our eyes really lit up because I didn't even know he goal kicked. Did no. that make that change things for you? Well, we, I rated him before that. Now hearing that, I like naturally if we said Kalen will get the kicking duties back when he comes back, but uh, look if Kalen goes off injured again, you've got another solid kicker in Mitch Barnett. Mm. Uh, I'm I'm for him. I think I think he might be captain, Andy. Well, if he's captain, that means he's on the he has to be on the field longer. Like he's the captain, there's a leadership team responsibility. If you're giving your captain, you're giving a player captaincies, you're not gonna. I, I don't see them taking him off that often. Yeah, Corby, you got a different chain of thought, don't you? Kurt Gidley, captain from the bench for Origin. <laughs> <laughs> you leave my boy Kurt alone. <laughs> uh, it, with Frizzell and Fitzy, Fitzgibbon, they're both playing 80, aren't they? And it seems like Braley is that 80-minute hooker. He might not early on, mm. so Barnett might, might get a few extra minutes. But once he gets back to a full fitness, he is young and he, he should sort of bounce back, you know, about that round 10. And Watson, all this talk of 13, I'm not really going near Barnett. I don't think his numbers are going to be as big. Um, if he's got that points per minute of about 0.73, I'm seeing about 60 minutes. I think he, he's 45 points is what I'm predicting, but uh, we'll have to <laughs> no, wait and see. No, 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 no. Gus is blowing up, mate. <laughs> well, it also is a teamless Tuesday. Yeah, I can't wait for that up. first trial. It's going gonna, it's gonna to show a lot, but... Corby, we'll stick with you. Bradman Best, because you had him. You picked him up really nicely just after draft last year. One of the best centers last year. Just didn't play enough footy. And that's why his price is probably a little bit high, especially for when you think how much footy that he actually missed. 595K, break even at 44, and 5.8% ownership. Any interest there, Corby? Nah. In the games he didn't score a try, he has a 28 average. Mm. He relied on some big attacking stats. He's a pass at that price. But I don't know if he'll be late enough in the draft for me to pick him up. I think others will pick him off a couple of those games from 2020. Yeah, um, and I'll try, average, and l- yeah. try and look for his replica. 
This year, that's too much to pay in the centre position. Agree. Andy? Well, first three games was five tries and then 66-point average. Yeah. Massive inflation. So Agree. Yeah, I think he's, he's, he's a, a no. Closer to a 495. Like I did mention Brian Kelly earlier in one of the episodes, and mm. I think for 100K less, I think you're going to get more upside, and we'll, we'll cover that more in the in the Titans pod. But let's move on, boys. Connor Watson. We I think we've got some opposing views here. Interesting player, 323K. 24 break even. Just from that first episode we had with the NRL physio and him just talking about performance, that's the only thing that I'm very hesitant about. Are they rushing him back? Like Corby mentioned before, the talk of him being in that 13 jersey. That's a big position, especially when he's never really played it consistently. He had a couple of games in there last year, but that's a solid – because he used to be a fullback in a in a half. Like I know he's a little nuggety and he's very strong, very quick, but at this stage, probably – that again, that ownership at seventeen point five probably just sways me a little bit away. I'll be watching him, but for me, it's a no at the moment. But I think Andy, you're very keen. Yeah, I'm keen. You got to forget he played. Uh, it was like eight games at hooker where he scored sixty points on average. So mm. that's pretty decent. And that's defending in the middle. Uh, look, Cam, Cam Murray does it. They've got a similar body types. I think I see a bit of potential there if he can lock that spot down. Teamless Tuesday will be the final verdict. Yeah. But I want to pick him in my team. Some decent averages before, 2019-44, 2018-40. So mm. he does have a bit of a background. Potential. Corby, any thoughts on Con Watson? Yeah, he's worked up to that one point per minute. So if he can get the minutes, he's a definite um, in your team. But yeah, he's just going to be battling Barnett for those minutes, I think. And I, mm. he's just, unfortunately, like <laughs> poor old Kirk Gidley is going to get another mention. He's just too good at being a utility. So I think he's just going to wrap that 14 jersey up and it's not going to be good in fantasy world. But it's like you mentioned before with Kurt Mann. Like, it could come to a situation where one of the boys are left out of the team. Like, they're literally the exact same sort of prototype and covering the exact same positions. At full strength, they're going to have a big decision. One of them's going to have to carry the 18 jersey. You can't carry them both in a 14 and 15. No, nah, both of them can't make it. It's either one or the other. He was talking up water a lot more, though. Yeah. <laughs> Just curious, if you guys were playing footy, would you like to be the 14? Would you rather cement a 13 spot? Oh, maybe my first year. Just to, so I can taste it and just just have a look, but not long term. Just it would, I think good for me. It suck being that utility player where you are just sort of filling in. Like, at, I guess if you play your role right. But. Look at Craig Wing, rep footy. That's all he did because he was just a, he was as classy in every position that he played. But. That good. I get your money. Corby doesn't have to worry. He's a starter. Yeah, no, you want run on. He's got a starting prop sure. head. <laughs> Boys, no, I've on the bench plenty of times. <laughs> <laughs> Boys, the other player coming back from injury, Jaden Braley. So he's good to go. Again, performance has been spoken about. Will he return 100%? Corby made a really good point about probably early in the season. Will he be able to knock out that 80 minutes? Probably unlikely at this, this early stage. But look at his price, 410 k Break even at 31. Everyone, punters are loving him. 19% ownership. So they are seeing a little bit of value. But Corbs, let's start with you. Any interest in Jaden Braley? I think he's a, I'm predicting, and yeah, big prediction, that he will play less minutes first up. So I think he's just a wait and then get him at a bit cheaper price. But in saying that, he's priced at the 30 average. So he, he should really knock that over. I think he should get around that 40 average. Yeah, he always has, right? So Below, yeah, we had 48 average for his 80-minute hooker games 2019, and then a 41 average for a couple of games that he played uh, last year before he went down. So, 
Mm. Yeah, he's he's got that in him. Um, I did have some thoughts today, Corbs, because it was for me. I'm tossing up between him and Liddell. Very similar in ownership. Liddell's a little bit. I hope cheaper. I pronounced that correctly. But 100k cheaper, or was it little? But he hasn't really locked in the spot, and there hasn't really been a huge amount of talk. We'll get Billy Walters on next week to give us a little bit of insight. But still, I think Braley has got more security over his jumper than Jacob Little has. Well, it's either him or Man not dominated that position last year when when there was an injury. So it's either him, Man, or maybe the first couple of rounds, Watson and Man do take minutes off him. Mm. Uh, but like you said, he's done 80 before. He can deliver it eventually. And yeah. From Willie Peters, Willie Peters is loving him. So he's an awesome yeah. bloke. You want him on the field if that's the case. That lifts the boys. Corby, did you take – because I know you you pick up little things that each of the assistant coaches say. Did you remember when Willie said how much of a key he is to kind of how Mitchell plays and just mm. the dynamics of that team? Yeah, well, he, he's a bit – he doesn't really take on the line too much. He just gets quick ball off the deck. Mm. straight to those halves and they can get early ball and then they've got some pretty good strike out wide and then the man Ponga. Yeah, I, I, but that, yeah, again, in, in just passing the ball straight off the deck, that's not overly good for the fantasy. You want him to have a few darts here and there. Yeah. That might help Blake, though, with his sort of pass selection and time in his hands. So Yeah, uh, but then you've got Cook and Egan. So he Braley's a good one if you free up a bit of coin for that big hooker. Mm. Definitely agree. All right, let's spice things up a little bit. At this stage, probably only a couple of players. The one I I asked him was about Dom Young, the English centre. Obviously not ready. So this year's probably a bit of a write-off. So I think everyone can put a little bit of scratch through that one. You guys agree? Yeah. Yeah. Cool. And the other guy that's probably stood out, didn't have a lot of fantasy stats, but did have a bit of a presence on the field, and that's Stafford Tower. Like, I just like him as a footballer, and – it's his second year in. You have another off season. Did only average. He's got a break even to twenty three. Small average, three hundred and six k. And his average last year was twenty five. Any upside in seeing this guy? Oh, the only issue there is when you mentioned the center position. Willie was just naming oh, six, seven, eight people that might have that spot. So yeah. you can't trust if he plays or not. Mm. I don't know. I don't see him being as too much boss. Yeah, Corby, any interest? Yeah, he's his price is the average at. 22 and his games on the wing last year taking that injured game out he had a 30 average so there's a good little boost there he was a gun in school footy i saw him mm. uh dominate the new south wales uh chess and then he went on schoolboys and yeah he's pretty decent he's had a few games now and if he's on the left edge there outside ponga best fitzgibbon uh he could get some serious attacking points and boost that up a little bit more. So I am definitely looking at him. He's my big value for the Knights, but we'll wait and see. Nice. Well, boys, good episode. Nice. It was about 20 minutes. But before we wrap up, guys, please, actually the hotline, because we'll probably do a Q&A show before the start of the year. So hit the, the Talking League hotline now at 02-8405-7947. Leave any questions that you want. We'll play your Play your question on the podcast. Before we leave, next week on the show, sorry, next up on the show will be Cowboys and Paul Bowman, their head of performance. Do head over to talkingleaguepod.com and jump into our tipping and fantasy comps with a $500 cash prize for first place. It is free to enter. Love the reviews on Apple Podcasts. Please keep doing that and head over to Talking League Pod on Facebook and Instagram, Twitter, Talking League One. Gentlemen, Really appreciate your insights, Andy. Have a good night. Thank you. Corbs, 
Great to, Not, fellas. great to have you, buddy. Thank you. See you guys next week.